Music is the Drug, Cowboy Junkies podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, Podchaser, TuneIn or wherever else you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you get every episode. I'm Dave Bowler and I wrote the book Music is the Drug, the authorised biography of Cowboy Junkies, which came out last year. Over the course of the next few weeks, with the help of Michael Timmins and Alan Anton, we'll be looking at songs from right across the Junkies repertoire from White Off Earth Now all the way through to Ghosts. We're going to break with Protocol today and talk about two songs, both from the same period and in a similar musical style, Slow Sad Waltzes. We'll go on to Winter's song from Black Eyed Man shortly, but first, the song that missed out on that album. I could tell you which one and what it's about, but instead, I'll leave that to Margot Timmins. This next song is based on a true story. The story is about a man and a woman named Joseph and Lillian Fury, and they were a couple that lived during the Depression, and they fell in love and and got married, and they moved into a five-room apartment. And in those five rooms, they spent their entire married lives together. They had their children there and raised them and sent them on their way, and they grew old in this apartment. And eventually, Lillian died of old age and left Joseph alone. And in his loneliness, he began to paste small objects onto the walls of this apartment he shared with his wife. He took things like lima beans and macaroni and buttons and anything really. He would cut out hearts and stars and he pasted them to the walls. And eventually over the years, he did the entire five rooms, all the walls and all the ceilings, even the kitchen cupboards. And when it was discovered that he'd done this thing, of course, they asked him why. And he said, because I missed her. So we wrote a song about Joseph's love for his wife Lillian, and this is it. It's called Five Room Love Story. By the time we reached the early 1990s, CD had become the main music carrier of the time, and the extended capacity meant that artists would cram every song they had to hand onto their latest album. As a result, many albums got a little bit too leggy. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, our, ours did as well. Like certainly by a, certainly a song or two. Um, we still we still maintain the, from our point of view, we still maintain the idea of keeping it cohesive and keeping as far as the theme goes. But we might have you know let let that be a little bit more bloated. We nowadays we even now we, we now think more in terms of the, the vinyl and try and keep it a shorter statement because we're more it's more it's more relevant. But certainly, Black Eyed Man was the first album. Well, it did come out on vinyl, but it wasn't relevant. Like it was a CD you were thinking about. And it was a drag because, you know, we'd grown up with a A side and a B side. And that was, it was a lot easier to tell the story if you had the, the break, the, the side break. Um, um, so, yeah, you sort of allowed things to meander a little bit. I don't know. Um, and I know like when we came to do finally do vinyls of Black Eyed Man and and uh, Pale Sun, you know, we had to you know, do do them as double double albums because they're a bit they're a bit too long for traditional vinyl. So we got caught up in that a bit too, um, but we still maintain the we still wanted to maintain the um, the cohesiveness of the songs and and the, how they related to each other. As Alan points out, as music fans, 
The passing of vinyl in the 1990s did create fresh problems for the junkies as they set out to make an album. Yeah, well, we grew up in, you know, the album era and that was really important to us. And, you know, what we, what we hated about CDs is that you lost the side A and side B thing. And that was always, uh, you know, crucial. And when you're listening to a record, you know, what do I want to play a side A or side B? And, and you know that the band obviously thought about it because it works as a side as well as a, a whole record. So, you know, that, that has always been a huge thing for us. And we spent a lot of time figuring out sequencing and all that. And yeah, the length of, uh, the length of an album is in our minds, you know, no more than 45 minutes because that's what an album was, you know? So the idea of putting out a 60 minute record really doesn't make sense to us. Um, unless we had, you know, I mean, that's almost double album. So we're, we're going to do that. We'd probably do a few more to make it, uh, you know, conceptually work. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the way we think. Making each record a cohesive statement does mean that good songs can fall by the wayside, even if only temporarily, simply because they don't quite fit a particular project. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've always been very, very big on a, the album being a statement, right? It's a, um, whether it be a sonic or lyrical, usually a combination of the two. And then, you know, it's, you know, and then, of course, the sequencing. So it's always a big part, you know, to, to us, the, you know, an album, the, the 10, 11, 12 songs on a record is, are very important to each other. And they'll hook together somehow and thematically, lyrically and sonically. So that was written outside of those songs. You know, I, I, I can't say that. It probably was written at the same time, but it just wasn't written for that record. Um, you know, Black Eyed Man was really a, a, a and, and, I, and it, it could have fit. You know, when I look back now, it could certainly have fit. And I don't remember, I don't remember excluding it. I don't remember thinking, okay, well, we're not even going to consider this. It, it might have been considered for it. I don't, I don't remember. But, um, but you know, Black Eyed Man was really about uh, me meeting my wife and uh, Patty and, you know, our courtship and um, sort of that, 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 that's sort of that album really is about that that's generally speaking that's sort of what it is that, that's those songs so uh, that that almost five love story is too far along <laughs> too far along the relationship um and i you know i i i i, I uh, it, it didn't make sense at the time for me to include it in those other songs that song was really again a narrative song still you know i was still writing narrative songs and going into black eyed man was like that that album is it's basically all narratives, I think, um, and really getting into that that idea, and and that that song is actually inspired by a true story. That was a simple song to write because it was, you know, somebody gave me, I think my wife might have given it to me, uh, an article on um, this couple who who basically it's the story of five room love story. They lived in a five room apartment in Brooklyn and all their lives, and she died, and he went about decorating the entire apartment in this amazing um uh artwork and uh, this collages and and using cut out pieces and found pieces of whatever he could and sort of decorated the whole thing and finally i think when he died they discovered this apartment of completely and then now I, they turn it into a museum like it's a it's a um, you know primitive art museum uh prim, is that the right word primitive art anyways um so i i i just thought it was a beautiful it's a love story. It's a beautiful love story. So I wrote the song about it. It's really straightforward. It's a it's a waltz, and uh, it's just people tend to love it. You know, we I find it a little bit um, I, because it, because it's so straight. Uh, um, 
it's not one of my favorite songs, but people really do love that song. <laughs> and so, and it, it falls in and out of our repertoire. It's not really in it right now. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, again, that was, it was an exercise. Somebody gave me the article and I thought, okay, well, I'll write a song using this. She says it's cold where you brought me He says, darling, don't you worry You can stay in my arms until the springtime comes But let the snow drift Winter song, I mean, you, you know, you're saying about Black Eyed Man being a, a narrative thing. That one is a, a little bit more impressionistic, I think. Yeah, it's not really a short story, but it is... Um... It's sort of a moment of a short story, I guess. Again, I, uh, saying that you know that that record is really about meeting my wife, meeting Patty, and and falling in love and getting married, and and uh, her moving up here to Canada. She was from Virginia, um, or is from Virginia, um, and um, so that really, you know, that's a very relative to that theme. You know, that's really about uh, you know, I mean, the opening line, it's cold, you know, it's, it's cold where you brought me that, that, that's, that's sort of, she still says that, <laughs> you know, it's still, it's still relevant to me. Um, so that, that's really about, that's sort of like the, the emotional side of, of, um, of the story, you know, like when I, when I think in terms of narrative, I think of the, of the whole album, right? So there are little, there might be a little surreal asides like her, uh, like Winter's song, um, which are, which are not necessarily narrative driven, story driven, but, but are the emotional heart of the stories. The uh, um, you were talking earlier about the, the sort of the core four, the four of you making your sound, and then you can decorate it with all these other other bits and pieces. And that the, the dance between the fiddle and the the accordion and the mandolin is a is a big part of of, of Winter Song, and it, I, I suppose it was a signature at that point. that record we we got we kind of broke up so so to speak the band as far as the trinity band was like we'd done we'd done trinity session and cautionaries with that band and done a lot of touring we did all the cautionaries and touring with them and then um we decided for black eyed man to invite in you know that was that was our first real true studio album like that's that 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 record is all tons of overdubs lots of different musicians and we recorded the core four as uh you know a unit but then with the idea of bringing in leaving space and bringing in people to, to, to uh, add stuff. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't abandon the instrumentation, uh, but we had, we abandoned some of the players. <laughs> I think the only one on that, I guess the arrows on there and Jeff birds on there um, a little bit. Um, but, you know, we still wanted to maintain some of the, the traditional, the traditional um, instrumentation like mandolin and, and, and accordion, not as much, um, 
but that song for sure that was a real we wanted to get the fiddle and the accordion the mand- mandolin that that sort of was a, that that was just that's really a harkening back to a cautionary style of song as far as the arrangement's concerned in the same way that you've moved on from the one microphone recording i, I guess it was time to move on from those signature sounds to do something else yeah, and you know, and then, so we brought you know we, that there was a lot of experimenting on that record as far as instrumentation goes. You know, we did there was a lot. I, I brought in a lot of different guitar players. I wanted to get away from my sound of playing, and I, which I did for a few years actually for a few records. Um, I got a little you know sick of myself. Um, you know, maintain my rhythm playing, which I, which is a big part of the band, and um, but I you know I got a lot of different lead players in on it for that record, different styles and. As they say, the mandolin. I think there's like 20 musicians on that record. So a ton of musicians. So it was fun. You know, it was really fun. We had the budget to do it and and the time to do it. And um, you know, it was sitting in a studio. It was the first time we'd really done that. Even though you know, Cautionaries was, was recorded in a studio, it was done very quickly. As far as our time in the studio is concerned, and we didn't really use the the multi-tracking side of the studio when we recorded Cautionaries. But with with Black Eye Man, we really did, and we did that. We did the rec- record sort of three, four songs at a time. We, again, come off the road. We have new songs. We'd go into the studio, work on them, then go away and come back and work on another three or four. And so it was really a long, it was a long, much longer process. And it was very, uh, right from the start, the idea was to try and really add more instrumentation, different types of instrumentation, you know, some trombone on there, some horns. And, you know, it was just, it was fun. It was a really fun record to make. That's the end for this week. But we'll be back to look at another song next time. Before then, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can also like it, add reviews and tell your friends that we're here. Thanks for all the ratings and reviews that you've left so far. They really do help to spread the word. To keep up with the band and to pre-order their new album, Songs of the Recollection, head for cowboyjunkies.com. If you're a Spotify user, you can also follow our growing playlist. The details are in the show notes. We'll be back next week. See you then.